I need this to be perfect. If you repeat this phrase too often, it can make you sound like you're not smart or grounded enough. Those who expect perfection set themselves up for failure. Intelligent people prefer completing tasks step-by-step and watching what they can improve on the way. They don't impose unrealistic expectations on themselves and others and avoid manipulating and demanding tone. It's not fair. Using this phrase in conversations with your colleagues and friends, you risk making an impression of a naive person. Everyone around knows that life is unfair, so expecting justice may sound a little childish. Instead of complaining, smart people ask, what can I do right now to improve this situation? They have the skill to negotiate win-win conditions, openly discuss what they're ready to give and what they're expecting to get. No offense, but isn't the best way to start a conversation either. When people hear that, they subconsciously begin to expect something offensive and disrespectful from you. Smart people won't start the dialogue with negative vibes. You don't want to make the opponent feel defensive before you even got the chance to express what you have to say. Sometimes under pressure at work, you might say, this will only take a minute, or coming right up, and then spend hours and even days to accomplish the task. If you can't realistically estimate time frame, others might think you're not that smart and reliable. If you want to support the image of an intelligent person, never promise to complete the task sooner than it might be done. It'll be smarter to leave yourself more time and finish before the deadline. It's not my fault is another childish expression that you don't want to say at work. You definitely won't get any respect by blaming others for your own mistakes. Intelligent people have the ability to admit they're wrong and correct themselves. This phrase might also provoke people to strike first and blame you even more. So, if something bad happened and it really wasn't your fault, it's better to tell the facts in a calm manner and avoid pointing fingers. Words like oopsie or my bad are definitely not the most appropriate way to express regret about your mistake. People might feel that you're trying to discount the consequences and don't want to take responsibility for your actions. Avoid overwhelming people with unreasonably long and poorly constructed sentences. Double negatives such as, I didn't have nothing, or I don't know nothing, can make you sound really silly. It's not only grammatically incorrect, but also difficult to comprehend. Two negatives in one sentence distort the meaning, which makes the poor listener hang up trying to untangle this snowball of words. I have a silly question, or this might be silly, but… and other phrases, in which you call yourself not so smart, usually appear when you're not confident enough and want to play it safe. Smart people try to avoid this, because they don't feel embarrassed to ask any questions. That's how they get smart. If you lack confidence but strive to make other people respect you, start taking yourself seriously and avoid judging your own actions as silly. Avoid finishing sentences with and stuff. It sounds immature and can take the listener away from the essence of your conversation. If you're voicing a list, it's better to name all points clearly. This will make you look more responsible and focused. Your colleagues and friends don't have to guess what you meant by stuff. Avoid parasite words like um, uh, like, and other fillers in your speech. The same thing with words like literally, kind of, sort of, you know, and the like. Overusing these words can like make you sound less intelligent and competent. If they pop up automatically, try to breathe deeper when you speak, and don't be afraid to take up space with a pause if you need it. That's not my job description. People who refuse to take on responsibilities that go beyond their job position are risking leaving a negative impression. Others may think you're not interested in personal growth and accomplish your minimum capacity only to get your paycheck. 
Of course, you need to protect your rights and stop anyone from using your time for free. So, smart people use such cases as an excuse to negotiate a promotion or salary raise instead of just brushing off the task. Never mention your high IQ as evidence that you're smarter than everyone else. That's never been my problem. Psychologists have already discovered dozens of different kinds of intelligence, including linguistic, visual, musical, rhythmic, emotional, and others. IQ tests examine only one of them and determines how good you are at solving puzzles and problems. It doesn't guarantee that you're smarter in all aspects of life. That's why referring to IQ tests as evidence of your exceptional intelligence may sound outdated. Nowadays, technologies develop rapidly and innovations quickly become history. That's why the phrase, I've always done it this way, makes you sound a bit lazy and resistant to progress. It makes people wonder why you didn't take the time to improve your routines. If you often repeat words that make you sound lazy and passive, it's unlikely that your boss will be eager to entrust you with responsible tasks and promotion. Another easy way to sound silly is to use words that you really don't understand in your vocabulary. If you're not 100% sure about the meaning of the word or its proper pronunciation, Google it, or at least avoid using this word. Be careful with using too many buzzwords and professional slang just to sound cool, especially with people who don't know the meaning of those words. It can make you sound like you're a robot who lacks empathy and quotes a business book. It's okay to say, I'm not sure, from time to time, if you're talking about certain facts. But if you're expressing your own opinion and putting too many qualifiers in every sentence, this may sound confusing and awkward. Smart people have faith that their point of view matters and express their subjective opinion loud and clear to avoid unnecessary chaos. <laughs> you know, your giggles during serious moments aren't laughter at all. It's a defense mechanism that helps you get through tough times. <laughs> Even though some people understand it, you might experience extreme discomfort if that happens to you. So, to stop yourself from giggling at tense moments, you need to substitute this kind of behavior with something that takes your attention away. Lip licking or even lip biting can help. You can also try biting the insides of your cheeks or even pinch yourself. The sudden pain will stop you from laughing. <laughs> or not. Fidgeting is another way out. The main thing is to find something that might distract you. It can be clicking a pen, pressing phone buttons, or even touching your earrings. Guys, <laughs> if you just can't help it, the only possible way out is to leave. Find a good excuse. You can say you're feeling sick and need some fresh air and laugh it out when no one else can see. Laughter can also be a good medicine whenever you feel stressed, but it might be a bit out of place. Anyway, <clears throat> sometimes running away doesn't seem possible and lip biting doesn't help. In this case, you could try to focus on one color in the room. Find all the objects around you and then all the red ones and so on. Even such a small goal can carry your emotions away. <laughs> Sing your favorite song to yourself. Start counting from 1 to 20 or even recite that weird ad you saw on TV the other night. Again. It's all about switching your attention to something neutral. It usually takes under a minute to calm down when you stop thinking about something that makes you nervous. When you enter a party, chances are all eyes are on you. Keep your eyes wide open to show that you're open to this world too. When you're smiling, keep your mouth slightly open. 
If the smile is too wide, some people might think it's a bit Mm. fake. Well, time to greet everyone here. Remember that a weak handshake may be pretty offensive. It's your first impression, after all. If your handshake is firm, people instantly think you're an outgoing and sociable person. Also, those who have a firm handshake are more likely to get a job. And yeah, nobody likes touching cold hands, so warm them up before handshaking. Now, the way someone shakes your hand can show their intentions. A glove handshake means they can be trusted. And if someone touches your arm or shoulder while shaking your hand, it probably means this person lacks communication. Also, carry your handbag, gals, in the left hand. The right one is always ready for a handshake. It's not really convenient to switch hands at the moment when you need to greet a person at a party. Another trick to seem more sociable at any event is to always hold a drink. This way, people around you somehow believe you're more approachable. No matter if it's an old friend or someone you just met, always use the name of the person you're talking to. Yeah, there may be hundreds of guests at a party, but if you repeat their name while talking to them, it'll make them feel special. I had a friend in school who could remember the names of everyone she met at a party. I remember everyone liked her for it, too. Throw a compliment to whomever you're talking to. Psychologists claim everything we say influences the way people perceive us. When you give a compliment and say someone's stunning, they subconsciously start thinking you're nice. It works both ways. If you complain someone's not nice, people might think it's you who isn't nice, not the one you're talking about. To get even more people to like you, try a mirroring technique. It's basically all about reflecting and repeating the body language of the person you're talking with. It's always nice to meet someone just like you. As for body language, mind your posture. Keep your chin parallel to the floor and shoulders rolled back all the time. While sitting, keep the legs crossed. It helps to keep a good posture, too. Many people can subconsciously feel the mood of the people around them. So if you want your friend to feel comfortable when they're with you, be in a great mood, or at least try to. Your good vibes will spread, and people will instantly like you just because they feel good when you're around. Expect good things from people. It may sound totally weird, but if you think someone's not nice, you'll behave in a way that reveals all the worst things about this person. Chances are, they won't be really nice to you. If you show friendliness instead, most people will do the same thing. Now, this next one is kind of illogical. If you're too nice and altruistic, some people might not want to work and make friends with you. Sounds weird, but the problem is that selfless people might make other people feel they look worse. Others simply don't believe in altruistic people's sincerity. Yeah, nobody really likes Mr. and Mrs. Perfect. (laughs) Do they exist at all? So, a good tip is to show how imperfect you can be sometimes. Psychologists say people tend to like those who actually make mistakes from time to time. How true. Now, touching people nonstop isn't a good idea, but a subtle touch can make people feel better about you when you're talking with them. Tap them slightly on the back or touch their arm, but please don't go to extremes. An experiment showed that waitresses who used this technique while returning the change earned bigger tips. Whoa, profit! To make someone like you even more, try telling them a secret. 
It should be something personal that could be used against you. It works both ways, but your new friend must be sure you won't spill the tea. Trustworthiness is as vital as loyalty and honesty. Casual questions like, what's your favorite color are okay, but tell me about your first love could probably help you get to know this person better. Anyway, be careful about such questions and go ahead only if you're sure it won't hurt anyone's feelings. Your behavior on the internet forms the general impression people have about you. Don't share too many photos on social media. Yeah, it might seem like you're sociable and open. Still, a recent study proved that people don't really seem to relate well to those who overshare on the internet. But don't go to extremes the other way either. Not sharing at all can be even worse than oversharing. It looks suspicious when someone has either too many or too few people on their friends list. Another study revealed that the perfect amount of likability is about 300 people. People who had under 100 people on their list had a low likability rating, while those who had over 300 were seen as looking for popularity or too focused on social media. Hey, can we talk? Forget 300. If you have even six true friends who really know you and love you anyway, that's way better than 300 acquaintances. But that's just my opinion. Meghan Markle often touches her hair, and you can see it in her photos. This soothing gesture helps her calm down when there's way too much attention around her. Another trick she uses is tucking her chin down. This creates a sort of shield that protects her. Etiquette experts claim one of the things that makes people like us is looking approachable. Carry your handbag in the left hand. Your right hand should always be ready for a handshake. It's not convenient to have to switch hands at the moment when you need to greet a person. Another trick to seem more sociable at a party is to always hold a drink. This way, people will be more likely to come up to you to chat. When you enter a party, the chances are all eyes will be on you. To come across as friendly and accessible, slightly widen your eyes. And when you're smiling, keep your mouth open a bit. That's what Megan does all the time. Smiling is important if you want to look cute in photos. But even though Megan always smiles, she's constantly making an effort not to do it too widely. Too big smiles can seem a bit forced and unnatural and don't look pretty in photos. One more trick to look good in photos is to relax. A few deep breaths are usually enough to relieve tension. If you feel a bit awkward and don't know where to place your hands, hold a bag. Act natural and say queen. Another technique is used not only by Megan. Most psychologists recommend repeating the name of the person you're talking to. There may be hundreds of guests at a party, but if you say someone's name while talking to them, it'll make them feel special. To get more people to like you, try a mirroring technique. It's all about reflecting and repeating the body language of the person you're chatting with. People tend to feel more comfortable when someone copies their gestures. Just don't overdo it. Body language is important for communication, and keeping a good posture is one of the key points of etiquette. Meghan Markle has an impeccable posture. When she walks, she holds her chin parallel to the floor, and her shoulders are rolled back all the time. When she sits, she keeps her legs crossed, which is good for keeping a nice posture. A good stance is important for great photos. Point one leg out and tilt the opposite hip to the side. Now angle your head a bit down and to the left or right, whatever works best for you. 
Ta-da! You've got the stance Megan and many other celebrities use to pose. When you choose an outfit for the camera, opt for a bright color that will pop in the picture. It'll also help if your clothes accentuate your waist. Complimenting those around you is a good way to make people like you, and it works better than you might think. Psychologists claim that everything we say influences the way people perceive us. When you give a compliment and say someone's stunning, they subconsciously start thinking that you're a good person. And if you complain about someone not being nice, people might conclude that, in fact, you're not that great. So be careful with your words. Many people can subconsciously feel the mood of those around them. That's why if you want your friends to feel comfortable when they're with you, try to be cheerful. If you send out positive vibes, people will instantly like you, just because they feel good when you're around. There's a theory that people judge each other based on two main things, warmth and competence. If you want people to like you, try to show that you're warm, friendly, and aren't going to compete. Another thing that matters is competence. It can be your education, job, or whatnot. But first, you need to show your warmth, and only after that, competence. The sequence is crucial, especially if you want to apply this technique at work. Expect good things from people. If you think someone's not friendly, you'll behave in a way that will reveal the least attractive qualities of this person. After that, they aren't likely to be kind to you. But if you show friendliness, people will treat you more nicely. Nobody likes Mr. or Mrs. Perfect, let alone the fact perfection doesn't exist. So show how imperfect you are from time to time. It turns out people tend to like more those folks who sometimes make mistakes. Here's one cool experiment proving this fact. A group of students needed to rate how likable someone was. They watched several videos of people taking a quiz. Surprisingly, those who didn't nail it were rated higher than those who passed the test with flying colors. Some extra points went to the person who had spilled his coffee at the end of the quiz. Sure, you don't need to do the same, just don't be afraid to seem vulnerable. It's usually not a good idea to touch strangers. But a subtle, barely noticeable contact can make people feel better about you when you're talking with them. You can tap them on the back or touch their arm, but only lightly. An experiment showed that waitresses who used this technique while giving back the change got larger tips. To make someone like you more, tell them a secret. It can be some personal information, but not something that could be used against you. It works both ways. But your new friend must be sure you won't spill the beans. Trustworthiness is as vital as loyalty and honesty. Casual questions like, what's your favorite season, are okay, but tell me about your first love can help you get to know this person better. In any case, be careful with such questions and go ahead only if you're sure they won't hurt anyone's feelings. Emotionless people seem less trustworthy than those who show what they feel. It doesn't mean you need to throw temper tantrums. Just be sincere and don't bottle up your feelings. Curiously, if you're too nice and selfless, people might be unwilling to work or make friends with you. It may sound weird, but those who are too sweet often make others feel inferior. They can also come across as insincere. Not smiling is a big mistake, but adding a smile emoji to a formal letter will most probably make you look incompetent. Try not to do that, even if you want to appear warm and friendly.
that's it for today. So hey, if you pacified your curiosity, then give the video a like and share it with your friends. Or if you want more, just click on these videos and stay on the bright side.